Legacy Maker, the All Sports one, Network. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one on one, one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. We number one. I get the truth, truth. Then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one on one, one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. We number one. I get the truth, truth. Then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one on one at Legacy Lake Sports Network. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you see it in front of you. It is one-on-one. It is the NFL power rankings for week three of the NFL season. What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Darrell Lawrence, and we're back for another one. Episode 72. Why well, I cannot believe we have reached the boundaries of episode 72 here on one-on-one on this uh, great Thursday as we get ready for another night of football in the nfl we got the pittsburgh steelers taking on the cleveland browns man week three already oh man week three week two was a phenomenal but we're already at week three and i'm just like man can you stop going fast and i know i said it last week but i feel like it's, it's pushing through a little faster than i needed to i needed to take its time i needed to breathe in a little bit you know still haven't had a chance to have a full sunday of seven hours of commercial free football on on NFL uh, Network, on NFL Red Zone anyway. And I I haven't had that yet. I still want to have that moment, but I made that maybe another couple of weeks uh, down the road, the way things are looking. Uh, We'll be in uh, Washington, or I should say Landover, Maryland, for Eagles and Commanders on Sunday. Uh, You know, so it should be a, a good one there from FedEx see what um you know what the commanders can do up against a very 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 tough very tough philadelphia team and we saw that on monday night but before we get into all that because i don't i'm not gonna you know spoil you to death today with a lot of talking here at the beginning but you know we kind of we're just excited you know we're into another week this is episode 72 now before we get into our power rankings for week three or heading into week three of this NFL season, we're going to take a little bit of a recap of last week. So that way we can get a feel before we head into this. So last week, this is what we were looking like in our power ranking. So first we had the bottom. You had the Jets, the Jaguars, the Panthers, the Texans, the Patriots, the Lions, the, the Broncos, the 49ers, the Cowboys, the Cardinals, the Titans, the and the Falcons. And a lot of these teams won last week. (laughs) So it's going to be a different looking bottom this time around. But a lot of these teams won last week. So it's going to be a completely different mix. Some people are going to shock you how far they jumped up. Some people are going to be like, whoa, I can't believe that they're high. But like like I've been telling everybody before, uh, these first couple of weeks are going to be that moment where we're trying to establish who are these good teams in the league. And those first three to five weeks are going to be kind of tough. We're still trying to, you know, touch around and see who is, uh, you know, that good team or who's bad. And we're going to find that out as the weeks go along. Then we looked at the outside, um, looking the outside, looking in. You had the Bears, the Seahawks, the Colts, the Giants, the Commanders, the Packers, the Browns, the Rams, the Bengals, and the Raiders. Funny thing about that, 
a lot of teams in the inside and the outside looking in lost last week. Uh, so that's why I say it's going to be an interesting one this week. You go and looking at when you look in the top 10, you had the Steelers, the Dolphins, the Vikings, the Saints, the Eagles, the Ravens, Chargers, Bucks, Chiefs, and the Buffalo Bills at number one. So that, that was our power rankings last week. Looking at our top five MVP candidates leading into last week, we had Allen, Mahomes, Jefferson, Brown, and Adams. A little bit of a dream, different dream coming up this time around. Our players of the week were Mahomes and Khalil Mack, which they had a phenomenal uh, game uh, last Thursday night. Uh, good game. Chargers looked good for a while. Looked like they you know, may, may take things and – then you had the cheese count and pull that off. But the most impressive thing about Thursday night last week, this was my prediction uh, score-wise. I had it 27 to 21. Chiefs winning. Chiefs did score 27 points. I missed the, the correct score, y'all, by three points. The Chargers would score a field goal to make it 27-24, a Chiefs victory. Man, I, I just I felt like I was just like this close, y'all, to, to hitting that out the park. So we'll see. 2-0 right now on Thursday night games. We'll see if I can, you know, knock on the door tonight and go 3-0. That's a lot better record than I have for my overall record. Well, look, that's enough talk. Let's go ahead and get into it, y'all. You know what time it is. It is time for the bottom. All right, so here they are. Here are our bottom teams heading into week three of the power rankings. Now, like I told you uh, heading into this, it's, it's it's a little bit different. There's some teams that started the year off in the top 10 that are now sitting here at the bottom because their performances in the first two weeks, um, you know, some things just didn't go their way per se. And then so they find themselves in the bottom. Some teams were in the bottom last, uh, were in the bottom at the beginning, and now they found their way back to the bottom. There are some teams that have been at the bottom the whole time, but hey, this is the bottom. We're trying to get out of the bottom into the outside looking in. But here we are for the bottom. First, we got at number 32, the Houston Texans. The game that the Texans had with the Broncos was just, it was hard to watch. A uh, very sloppy game. Not, not a fun game to watch. The Texans had control most, in, most of the time in that contest. Probably should have won that game. Uh, but when you have Russell Wilson at quarterback, sometimes ugly games, you find a way to get through. And that's what happened in that contest. The Texans are so young and so inexperienced, and you can see that on the field at times. Uh, and, you know, they they could easily be 2-0 right now. We could be talking about a 2-0 Texans team. And, and I probably should have gave them a little bit more love there, but then I look at the experience and where they kind of sit right now. So we got the Texans at 32. At 31, we got the Carolina Panthers. They're 0-2. Carolina lost in week one to the Browns. They lose to the Giants 19-16. Uh, to and, you know, it's like the Panthers are still kind of trying to feel their way. McCaffrey had a pretty good game, you know, 15 carries for 102 yards. So he had a, a solid McCaffrey type of day. So a good deal on that. But it just, it just hasn't come together. Baker and them are trying to even get things going, and it just hasn't happened. But, you know, much love to the Giants, 2-0 uh, to start the season. But the Panthers are 0-2, and we got them sitting at 31 right now. At 30, and you know what, I'll be honest with you, I probably, probably should put them last after their performance last week, and that is – the Indianapolis Colts, they looked miserable against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They they weren't nowhere near good. They were just miserable, miserable against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you know what, y'all? I should have known better. 
I picked the Colts last week, you know, thinking, you know, look at the team overall. They had a good defense last year. You look at what Matt Ryan has done in his career. He ran around and ran around and ran around all game long as that Jacksonville defense just chased after him and chased after him and chased after Matt Ryan. And the Jaguars went in there and beat him 24-0. Impressive victory by the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's eight straight games now, eight straight games that, that the Jaguars have beat the Colts at home. They can't beat them at home. I should have known better. They'll probably beat them later on this year. And then, you know, with the way the AFC South is, wouldn't be surprised. But for now, great victory for the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Colts are at 30. At 29, the Tennessee Titans. Oh, boy. That game on Monday night was rough. Started off a little tight. It was like, okay, it's going to be a little little good one. Uh, I think it was 7-7 seven to seven heading into the second quarter. Uh, looked like it was going to be a little competitive. And then it just became not competitive. The Bills just beat up on the Tennessee Titans strategically at home. It was hard to watch at times. There'll be times I was flipping back and forth between the Monday night games, which I don't know why the NFL did this. Uh, and I hope this is not a continuous thing. I haven't had a chance to look full ahead in the schedule, but it really did mess me up because I was trying to flip back and forth between the games. Uh, neither game was really great per se, but, you know, it was still fun to have two NFL games on Monday night. Don't know if I want it all the time, though. Great performance by the Bills. Titans struggled, and they cannot get Derrick Henry going. That concerns me tremendously. The Titans are at 29. At 28, the Atlanta Falcons. Man, I I have to say this about the Atlanta Falcons. I want them so bad to be in like the top 10. <laughs> I've been, I've been, you know, honking the Atlanta Falcons horn all offseason. And they keep showing like flashes of like, man, this Atlanta team could do some good things. You know, they should have won last week. They had a chance to win. Uh, they should have, well, they should have won week one. They should have won last week. They they fought back against the Rams. It just wasn't enough. Uh, and then they end up losing, you know, in that contest 31 to 27. But there's so much fight in that Falcons team. Man, I want them to be high so bad on this list. Because, you know, there's just an underdog type of team. But, nope, they're sitting at 28. Uh, you know, maybe they can get things together this week. We don't know. But as of right now, they're at 28. 27 is probably one of the biggest disappointments for me on this uh, on this power ranking. And that's the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know what's going on with the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. They spent so much money, ladies and just so much money on that offensive line and Poor Joe Burrow has been running for his life. It has been hard to watch. And somehow, someway, in both of these games, lost to the Steelers in week one, and then this loss to the Cowboys, a.k.a. Arlington Desperados, in week two, it's just that somehow they stuck around. They were in the mix, had a chance to win, and just couldn't pull it off. So maybe they're still trying to find their footing, but they better find it quick. You know, they got the Jets this week, but the Jets are no slouch, uh, you know, picking up their first victory this week. So I don't know what's going on with Cincinnati, um, but I, I still have a feeling they'll figure it out. But they better figure it out quick because it does not look good so far in the two losses that they've had. 26, another disappointing team, the Las Vegas Raiders. I had the Raiders starting off this thing, had them in the top 10, felt really confident about this Raiders team. Week one, they lose a tough one to the Chargers. Okay, that makes sense. Great division rivalry. Understand it completely. Uh, you know, still thought they were going to win. I picked them to win by all means, and they still did me dirty. Week two comes around. 
They they're playing the Cardinals. And when I'm telling you, they're handling the Cardinals, handling the Cardinals. They had a 23 to seven lead heading into the fourth quarter, heading into the fourth quarter, making things look absolutely amazing. And I'm like, OK, look at this. This is a beautiful thing right here. Look at this. But no, the Cardinals, who I was writing off, I was like, man, this Cardinals team looked miserable in week one. And there's just no way um, it's just. It's just no way it's going to happen. But no, the Cardinals scored 22 unanswered points from the fourth quarter going into overtime to win 29 to 23. And and, and Murphy had a 59-yard fumble return uh, in overtime to win the game. I mean, just the Raiders losing ugly, ugly. And this is another team I still think will find a way to rise up before the end of the season, but they better figure it out because everybody knows the the that stat that's always out there. You start off 0-2, your chances of making the playoffs are absolutely miserable. They better find a way. I had them going to the AFC Championship game. Stop making me look bad. Come on, Raiders. At 25, the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks uh, took on a 49ers team that had Trey Lance at the beginning of the game. And, and you know, our prayers out to Trey Lance, who had a horrific season-ending season injury on his ankle, and now he's gone. But guess who came in the game? That, that insurance policy that the 49ers, you know, didn't trade in the offseason, and they, and they held on to, Jimmy Garoppolo. And so 27-7 to 7 victory for the 49ers, and that team looked just like the team that was heading into the NFC Championship game last year as soon as Jimmy G got into that game. Even with their running back – once again, being, you know, depleted, like it seems like it always is in that backfield, just depleted. But they always find guys, they pick guys up and they just run the ball and they do well. Uh, but Seattle just couldn't get along. Geno Smith went 24 for 34, 197 yards and an interception. Those numbers are not going to do it. Great game for Tyler Lockett, nine receptions, 107 yards. But those numbers are not going to do it if you're Seattle. And obviously, we they may not say it, but they're rebuilding. But we'll see how they do. They're at 25, 24, the Chicago Bears. They took on the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night. And once again, you know, as Aaron Rodgers says, I own you. I own you. And he they did just that. Uh, very impressive game uh, by the Packers all the way through. Uh, they started off the game uh, in the end of the first quarter down seven to three. Justin Fields in the squad, you know, was looking good, cooking early. And then the Packers had a 21 point second quarter. And things said, nah, maybe not so much. And the things changed quick. And then from that point on, Green Bay was Green Bay. And they got their first victory of the season in Chicago with their first loss. So we got Chicago at 24 because even with the loss, Chicago has shown a lot of heart so far this season. And so I put them at 24 uh, because they did have a victory over uh, the San Francisco 49ers. And to me, that means a lot. 23, the Cleveland Browns. Man, look, Cleveland should be probably in the top 10. They should be, or at least very close to it, probably 11 or 12 on this on this power rankings. But the problem at, at with that is that Cleveland went into that game uh, with the Jets, and, and when I'm telling you they had themselves a, a, a hefty little lead, I mean, they were looking pretty good at one point. You know, they, they kind of jumped away on them. They had a, a beautiful, uh, you know, 30 to 14 lead, and then the Jets said, nah, bro. We got something for you. And the Jets scored 17 points to come back and beat the Browns. Now they scored two of those touchdowns with like a couple of couple of minutes left in the game. And, and Flacco, Joe Flacco, 24 for 44. I mean, excuse me, 26 for 44, 307 yards and four touchdowns. And they just look great. 
you know, and then Nick Chubb being the guy he is, he had uh, 17 carries for 87 uh, yards and three touchdowns. Garrett Wilson had eight receptions for 102 yards and two touchdowns for the Jets. And, you know, looking at this game overall and, you know, I felt like the Browns had a chance and they gave it away. But the Jets showed fight. And Robert Saleh should be happy about the fight his New York football Jets showed in that contest. You know, in my mind, the Jets should be 2-0. and um, You know, but, you know, they, they 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 lost pretty bad against the Ravens the week before. But they looked uh, pretty good against this uh, Browns team. They, they showed a lot of fight. Um, and, you know, we got them ranked at 22. So Jets at 22, Browns at 23. Uh, and and we'll see what the Jets do this week and see if they can maybe get win number two. Now, with that being said, we go to 21 and 21 was the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, Pittsburgh lost a tough one to the Patriots, 17 to 14. But that game just, you know, how you watch some football games and they just they're not fun. They're not interesting. And it felt like the game just just. Just wasn't a fun game to watch. Not like the pit, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh and New England games in the past that we've seen over the last 15, 20 years when Brady and Ben and all that stuff going on. It just the game didn't have any flair. It's you know, two, you know, two quarterbacks in there that are, you know, fairly young. I mean, Trubisky's not crazy young, but you look at that, it just the game wasn't super fun for me. Um, and you know, New England was up 17 to six heading into the fourth and Pittsburgh tried to make a little run at the end, but it just, just wasn't enough. And so you can tell the difference when Watt is not there and they just couldn't get it going. So we got Pittsburgh at 21. All right. So that ladies and gentlemen is the bottom. And, you know, so far, like I said, there's some teams in that bottom. I say to myself, like, you know, they could be, you know, teams that should be in the top 10 Bengals, raiders but they're not uh and and there's a reason why they're not in in that position but with all that being said you know what time it is it's time to go ahead and go to the outside looking in all right so here we are on the outside looking in now with this we start off at number 20 and the denver broncos you know the denver broncos they won their game you know, and kudos to them, but it was an ugly game. You know, I talked about how ugly the Patriots and the Steelers were. This game was probably just as ugly, but this is also the difference when two teams are not playing the greatest game that it counts to have yourself a quarterback that is, you know, top notch. Okay. When you got a guy who's a all pro type of guy, pro bowl, pro bowl after pro bowl, you know, consummate, you know, professional Super Bowl winner and Russell Wilson. This is what happens. These are the things that happen when you have Russell Wilson at quarterback. They were able to pull off a victory. It was not pretty by far. It was not pretty, to be honest with you, at all. But they found a way. The Broncos are at 20. At 19. Now, at 19, I'm very proud of this team. That's the Jacksonville Jaguars. I've been saying all offseason, this is one of those teams I say I feel like they're going to play better than a lot of people think they are. Doug Peterson is a really good coach, even though things didn't end the way people thought they should have maybe, you know, in some people's eyes in Philly, but he did help that team win a Super Bowl. I'm not look. I want y'all to know. I'm not saying the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win a Super Bowl. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is I'm proud of the way this team played. In week one, they should have beat the commanders. They they had opportunities to beat Washington, and Washington toughed that bad boy out. And, you know, Jahan Dodson 
touchdown at the end helped Washington propel to a victory. And I was there at that game, and then Jacksonville should have won that game. Now you look at this one, and you see a Jaguars team that just comes in there and dominates a Colts team that people you know, think are going to win this division. But at right now, if I had to be a betting man, the way Jacksonville has played in the first two weeks, even, you know, being one and one, I, my bet would be on Jacksonville. They're just playing better. You know, my guy, James Robinson, the man, three touchdowns already on the season. He had 23 carries, 64 yards and a touchdown. Love it. Trevor Lawrence had a very efficient game, 25 for 30, 235 yards and two touchdowns. Christian Kirk is having himself a, a, a nice, you know, start to his Jacksonville career. So much love to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're at 19. And at 18, the Washington Commanders. They took a tough loss to the Lions. <laughs> they took a tough loss to the Lions. And, you know, the Lions started off like guns a blazing. They were up 22 to nothing at half. You know, Washington did outscore them in the second half, but the Lions had such a, you know, strong lead. And Jared Goff with his four touchdown performance, they just were just ahead and they were able to hold on to it. But the commanders right now, statistically, are the second best offense in the league. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. Um, the, that receiving core is legit, legit with, you know, Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin. And, of course, Curtis Samuel, who's having himself a, a good year so far. And then don't forget about Logan Thomas. They have a really good offense when it wants to do things. You know, it's all about what that defense can do because they've – haven't looked great in these first two games. At 17, the Arlington Desperados, a.k.a. the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys, big win over the Bengals. You know, I thought about putting them a little bit higher, but still got Cooper Rush at quarterback. I still need to see a couple things from him. But Dallas pulled out a really nice victory against the Bengals, and they played well throughout. Just a, just a really good game throughout. Um, you know, Rush didn't do anything to help Dallas lose that game. But as a whole, as a team, really good job. Just a really standout job by, you know, the Dallas Cowboys. And so we got them at 17. Good job, Dallas. Coming in at 16, the New England Patriots. You know, get the win over Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, who was in the top 10 last week. So I, I gave them a little bit of credit for that. Um, New England still trying to refine their footing. You know, Nelson Aguilar had himself a, a nice little catch in that contest. Uh, a big catch down the uh, sideline. You know, to kind of get him where he's going, he had six receptions for 110 yards. Nice game for Nelson Aguilar. He's a little sometimey. You know, I picked him up in fantasy last year, but, you know, that's another story for another day. So this New England team, I look at him and say, wow, dude, they they could be that team that we saw last year, at least in the mid part of the season. But like I said before, and I'll keep saying, they can lose a game that week, and I wouldn't be surprised. They can win the game that week, and I wouldn't be surprised. You know, you still got Bill Belichick in your corner. Good things can happen at all times. All right. So this one, number 15, this might be the one I'm the proudest the most of. And that's and that's the Detroit Lions, man. Look, Detroit has put up 35 points in the first game, even though they lost by three to Philly. And then they put up 36 points in this game against the commanders. Who had on their bingo card, as I like the people like to say now, that the that the Lions would be putting up 35 and 36 in the first two weeks. They look like a completely different team on offense, you know. Amar Ross St. Brown, you know, two carries for 68 yards. He had nine receptions for 116 yards and two touchdowns. The kid is a is a breakout star there in Detroit. And and you know who's not making mistakes? Jared Goff. He's I mean, maybe here and there, but Jared Goff. Has looked pretty good so far with his Lions team. I like what I see from the Lions. I got them at 15. At 14, Arizona Cardinals. 
And last week I gave the Steelers a clap. This week the Cardinals get a clap. <laughs> Cardinals, great job to be down 23 to 7 and then score <laughs> and just go on this scoring streak and say, look, man, we're, we're not losing this game, you know. And they scored 22 straight points from the fourth quarter into the uh, overtime to win that game against the Raiders where Raiders were at home. You got Devontae Adams. You got this great receiving core. You're playing phenomenal. You're shutting down Calamari. And then Calamari showed, hey, this is why I got paid all this money in the offseason. This is why Arizona paid me. These are the games that you're going to need from Calamari if you are the Cardinals. That's why I had them ranked so high at the beginning of the season because this is what they couldn't do when they're clicking. So for now, the Cardinals at 14. At 13, the New Orleans Saints. Disappointment for me because I picked the Saints to beat the Buccaneers and I knew better. So even though they've had their number, something in my heart told me go with the Bucs and I should have went that way, but I didn't. And, you know, the Saints struggled. Struggled, struggled, struggled. But they were, it was tight all the way to the end of that game. You know, they had Tom Brady uh, frustrated. And, you know, he seems like he always gets frustrated when he's playing the Saints. It was three to three uh, heading into uh, the, the into the fourth quarter. I mean, it was nothing going down. And then all of a sudden, the Buccaneers, you know, woke up and they scored 17 points in that fourth quarter. They would, and the Saints would go and tack on a touchdown late and the Buccaneers win uh, 20 to 10. Saints lose their first of the year. But the Saints, in my opinion, you know, they had their chances in this one and it just didn't come together. So we'll see if they can better that this week coming up. Number 12, the Green Bay Packers. So, yeah, last week they were sitting at 15. And, you know, this week we've, you know, moved them up a couple of spots. Yes, a very impressive performance against Chicago. But, and I, I don't, you know what, I'm a Packers fan. It is what it is. Chicago fans, you can take this as a slight if you want. When the Packers play the Bears, it's usually the same result. It is what it is. And and now I'm not sure if we are currently the number one team all time in wins or tied with the Bears. I think we're tied with them. But, you know, we're close. By the end of this year, we should be the number one uh, win team in the NFL. That That's the Packer fan speaking. But besides that, great game by Aaron Jones. Rodgers, maybe not super fantastic, but definitely saw uh, a different receiving core. Uh, they they felt a little bit more confident. Great game by Sammy Watkins. Great game by Sammy Watkins. Uh, three receptions for 93 yards. That's what you want to see. Uh, Lazar had a touchdown. Aaron Jones, 15 carries, 132 yards and a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers' number is not sexy, but guess what? Aaron Rodgers took his time, got his team to a victory, very efficient, 19 for 25, 234 yards, and two TDs. So Packers at 12 for now. I've seen a lot of power rankings that got the Packers in the top five. Stop it. I'm stealing from my man, Raphael. <laughs> Stop it. It's, they're not there yet. They're, they're not there yet. They're at 12 on this power rank. At 11, the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, they took a pretty rough loss to, you know, they took a pretty rough loss to the Eagles. And, and it just didn't look good. And, you know, primetime, um, they, call, they call him primetime, Kurt. He just doesn't show up in the primetime. God bless him. It's, it's, a, it's a rough deal. And this Vikings team, you know, I thought that it was going to be a little bit of a better game and it wasn't. And they just, they just couldn't, they just couldn't hang with the Eagles. Just, just didn't happen. Uh, but I'm going to keep them at 11 for now because I still think that they can crank it up at some point. Well, I'm going to still give them a little love. They beat green Bay last, you know, in week one. So I'm going to still give them a little love. I'm going to keep them at 11 for now, but that could all change. 
So there it is. Those are that's our outside looking in people that are knocking on the door to get into the top 10. And I'm, I'm, you know, there's a couple of these teams I think that could get into the top 10 um, maybe this week. But we'll see if they can make that happen. Now, enough of that top 10 talk. It is time to go into the top 10. All right. So here it is. The top 10. There it is. I know people are probably saying, wait a minute, the 49ers. Yes, the 49ers were in the bottom last week. They're in the top 10 this week. Now, I will explain myself for all my 49er fans out there. They're probably like, yeah, yeah, they're where they belong. Touche. I'll give you that. But the reason, the main reason I put the San Francisco 49ers in the top 10 this week is because they are a different team with Jimmy G at quarterback. Just enough said. Now, is Jimmy G, you know, the the best quarterback in the league, you know, out here slinging it? Is he Aaron Rodgers? Is he Josh Allen? Is he, you know, guys of that stature? No. But what Jimmy G does is he manages that team to the best of his ability, you know, and he has taken that team to a Super Bowl and to two NFC Championship games. So when you got a guy who's got that experience, as soon as he came in the game, they look like a different team. They look so crisp when he came into the game. I'm like, wow. This is what I was talking about in week one. I, I said clear as day. If Jimmy G was starting for that team, playing for that team, the 49ers are a top 10 team on my power rankings easily. Had to put them at 15 because I wasn't sure where they were, you know, with, with Trey Lance. And then they lose week one. Then they didn't start off hot in this game. And then as soon as Jimmy G came in, things changed. They were 25 last week. They are number 10 this week. Number nine. The L.A. Rams. L.A. was 13 last week. They jumped to nine. So they started off one. They went to 13. Now they're nine. Here's the thing. L.A. almost, almost lost that game or, you know, almost lost that game to the Falcons. Falcons was giving them heat. They, they wasn't playing around with them. They, they, they were really pushing this L.A. team. But L.A. was able to find a way to kind of get it going uh, and hold off a Falcons team that was hungry. Just hold them off. Uh, and Cooper Cup doing Cooper Cup things, 11 receptions for 108 yards and two touchdowns. And, you know, they get their first victory of the season as as the defending champions. So we'll put them at nine for now and see how things go. And number eight, the Chargers. Chargers took a tough loss last week on Thursday night to the Chiefs. But I still love, I still love this uh, Chargers team, even with the loss. Now, one big thing that came from that loss is Justin Herbert being banged up. Justin Herbert has bad ribs, uh, you know, uh, from a result of that game. You know, he had he went 33 or 48 for 334 yards and three touchdowns. But those ribs got beat up. Uh, Mike Williams had eight receptions for 113 yards. But once again, those ribs got beat up. So we don't know. If, we, don't, we don't know for sure if he'll even play on Sunday. You know, I think it's still up in the air. So I think it'll be a game time decision around that time. But for now, we got the Chargers at eight. At seven. At seven, the Baltimore Ravens. What a game with the Ravens and the Dolphins. I, I mean, you know, the Dolphins last week were sitting at nine. The Ravens were sitting at five. You know, now the Dolphins are at five, as you can see. And the Ravens, are you know, they took a couple steps back. This game was crazy, crazy. At one point in this contest, at halftime, the score was 28 to seven. Ravens in full control. Dolphins looked like there was no 
no win in sight, no win in sight whatsoever. But boy was, boy was everybody wrong. They outscored the Ravens in the second half, 35 to 10, to come back and beat the Ravens 42 to 38. And what a game. What a game by Tua. Tua, 36 for 50, 469 yards, six touchdowns, two picks. Amazing game by Tua. Amazing. Tariq Hill had 11 receptions and 190 yards. Jalen Waddle had 11 receptions and 171 yards. And multiple, it, was just, it was crazy. Crazy game. Six touchdowns for Tua. So Dolphins at five, Ravens at seven. Just, I, it was just a great game. But the Ravens really screwed the pooch in this one. We'll see if they can bounce back this week. At six, I know Giants fans everywhere are going to be like, what, you think that highly of us? I do, I do. Look, I told y'all in the beginning of these power rankings, these first couple of weeks, I based a lot off a of record. To me, it means a lot for, you know, what record you have, no matter who you play. If you win the games, you, you can only beat the team that's in front of you. And the Giants have done that. They beat the Titans, and then they beat the Panthers this week. That just passed. So much love to this Giants team. They're 2-0, riding high. And, 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 you know, the Giants who, you know, started off this bad boy towards at the bottom, they have, you know, have been at the bottom. They've been on the outside looking in, and now they're in the top ten. Can they keep it going this week? We'll see. We'll see if they can keep it going this week. But much love to the Giants. They're at six. Saquon Barkley leading the league in rushing. Okay, Giants. All right, so you know the Dolphins are five. F4, the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles offense looks so good. So good the other night on Monday night. Jalen Hurts, 26 for 31, 333 yards and a touchdown. They look great. Jalen Hurts looks phenomenal. And I, and I have to be said, I know I heard the next morning people were like, oh, Bills, Eagles, Super Bowl. All right, it's way too early for Bills, Eagles, Super Bowl. Would it be an entertainment Super Bowl? Oh, by far, probably be a great Super Bowl. But we're not going to jump the gun on that just yet. But the Eagles do look really good. Miles Sanders is 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 getting the ball, getting his touches. You know, uh, A.J. Brown is A.J. Brown. Goddard had a guy. It was just a great game overall by this Philly team. And they're using everybody. So much love to the Eagles. We got them at number four. Number three, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yes, so the top three kind of stays the same. Nothing really changes. The Bucks are at three. The Chiefs are at two. And as you see, the Bills are at number one. The Bucks last week, uh, tough game against the Saints, but they were able to pull it off. It was not pretty, but they stuck to their guns and they kept rolling along. So the Bucks are at three. The Chiefs win a tough one against a, a strong, strong division opponent, a team that they could see maybe another two times down the road, maybe in the playoffs. And obviously they got they'll they'll face them in LA later on this season. So looking at this Chiefs team, you know, a really nice victory. Two teams that were – well, one team that was a playoff team in week one in the Cardinals and a team that a lot of people feel they're going to be a playoff team this year in the Chargers. A great start for the Kansas City Chiefs. And number one, the Buffalo Bills. To me, still the most complete team in football right now. From, from beginning to end, just the most complete team in football. And I'm very excited to see this team continue to do good things. So we'll see if they can keep um, rocking and rolling with that bad boy. That's something that I want to see. I want to see if the Bills can kind of keep that thing rolling. But we will see as the time goes along. 
All right, everybody. That is our top 10. That's our power rankings for, uh, you know, we're going into week three. And I know a lot of people are excited about it. And, you know, just one quick sweep through for y'all can take a look at it one more time. We got the Texans at 32. We got the Panthers, the Colts, the Titans, the Falcons, the Bengals, the Raiders, the Seahawks, the Bears, the Browns, the Jets, and the Steelers in the bottom. In the outside looking in, we got the Broncos, the Jaguars, the Commanders, the Cowboys, the Patriots, the Lions, Cardinals, Saints, Packers, and Vikings. In the top 10, we got the 49ers, the Rams, the Chargers, the Ravens, the Giants. Then we also have the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Bucks, the Kansas City Chiefs, and then we have the Buffalo Bills. So there you are. There it is. Those are our power rankings, and that's what we look like at the current time. But now it is time, ladies and gentlemen, to set up the finale. Let's finish her up. All right, so now we head to the finale. And now we're going to talk about our players of the week from last week. So our players from the week from last week, and I wanted y'all to take a quick second to kind of embrace it. So that's right. You're, what you're reading is nothing wrong there. You got my man Tua becoming the offensive player of the week here for our power rankings. 36 for 50, 469 yards, passing six touchdowns, two interceptions, and a 42 to 38 comeback victory over Baltimore. Tua has caught a lot of flack, ladies and gentlemen. You know, bad videos, the passing videos, people have made fun of him, all that stuff heading into the season. But Tua has played well, and the Miami Dolphins are 2-0. So you can say whatever you want about the Dolphins, but there's only six undefeated teams in the league, and the Miami Dolphins are one of them. So great job by the Miami Dolphins so far. Tough matchup this week against the Bills. Tough matchup. But if they win this one this week, that's saying a lot to me. That's saying a lot for this Dolphins team, a team that was hot going into or almost getting into the playoffs last year. So that's our offensive player of the week, Tua Tagovailoa. I always destroy it, Tagovailoa. So Tua, much love to you, brother. And then our defensive player of the week, the rookie, Aiden Hutchinson, six tackles, three sacks in the game, which is a Lions rookie record. Much love to Aiden. Congratulations on that. And a 36-27 win over Washington. So he was out there just looking quick, smooth, and the kid is just ultra-talented. Detroit got themselves a steal when they were able to get Hutchinson in uh, in the draft in the second pick. A lot of people thought he might go to Jacksonville, but Jacksonville had other thoughts for going with Walker. But, man, Hutchinson looks like the real deal, and he's in his, in his place in Detroit. Just a great, great pickup for the Detroit Lions. So those are our players of the week. For week two, that was Tua and Aiden Hutchinson. So much love to those guys. Congratulations. Now, let's swing to our MVP race. Oh, man, this MVP race is tight. As you can see, a guy we just talked about is in this top five. But first, let's talk about number five, Michael Parsons, leading the league in sacks. And without him, Dallas defense is just not the same. Let's just be honest with you. Without that, without him, that defense is not the same. And the things he does on the field, absolutely amazing. 
He is an amazing, amazing player. And so for me, I got him at number five. He's the only defensive player on this ranking, but he is number five currently. Number four, Tua. Tua, you know, six touchdown performance. Great, you know, solid week one. Amazing week two. Tough week two. That performance last week is what MVPs are made of. So we got him at four. At number three, Nick Chubb. Without Nick Chubb, I don't know where I don't know where the Cleveland Browns will be. Obviously, no Deshaun Watson right now. It's going to be week eleven before we see him, uh, and or week thirteen, I believe, before we see him. And so, you he just was out there just carrying that team on his back with three touchdowns, uh, and he just looked great. So Nick Chubb is number three on this list, and number two, Pat Mahomes. He stays in his spot from last week. I got a feeling that this race is going to be Allen and Mahomes all the way through to the end of the season, the way they've played in these first two weeks. Uh, Mahomes leading his team to a tough victory over the Chargers. Allen with a big-time victory over the Titans and a very dominating victory at home on Monday night. So there it is. Those are my top five MVP candidates heading into week three. Parsons, uh, Tua, Chubb, Mahomes, and Allen. Now let's take a look at my record. There we go. There's the record. So first week one, rough deal, 5-10-1, absolutely ugly. Didn't see it going that way. Didn't like it that way. And I said to myself, man, I got I to get back, back in the fold here. Went 9-7 to seven this week. Still not exactly, you know, what I would have liked to have happened, but I'll take it. And sometimes it's a process trying to get yourself back on the right foot. So 14, seven and one, that's where I'll be for now. And, and that's okay. That's okay. We're, we're, by next week, the goal, ladies and gentlemen, is to be over 500 and then build from there. So trying to get back in there, like I said last week, can't be no expert with no loser record. So we got, we got to get it back over, got to get it back over so we can get in a good spot. Now for our prediction for Thursday night football, so our prediction for tonight, we've got the Cleveland Browns defeating the Pittsburgh Steelers 26 to 17. Uh, and I think that Pittsburgh is still trying to find them their, their way, um, you know, offensively. It just it just seemed like it hasn't clicked yet. And no J.J. Watt on the defensive side. Miles Garrett and the crew are going to come in. I think they're going to handle business. I've got the Browns winning 26 to 17 tonight. So. Let's see if the Browns can get me off to a 3-0 record on Thursday Night Football. Started off so far with a 2-0 record, trying to keep that trend going. We'll see if that, if that works out tonight. So, Browns over the Steelers. And last but not least, these are my winners that I have for this week. Now, I got the Browns winning their contest against the Steelers, like we just talked about. I, I want to make sure that, you know um, – I want to make sure I get off to a good start and I feel like the Browns will, will do, do just that for me. So I, I would appreciate if the Browns will go in there and, and get that dub for me. Uh, next, uh, I've got the Bears beating the Texans. I, I think that the Bears have, have been tough the last couple of weeks and I think they can um, get that W uh, at home against the Texans. I've got the Titan, the Titans beating no i lie i got the raiders beating the titans i just don't think this titans team is good y'all i'm a little bit worried about them i betty i'm a lot a bit worried about them i got the raiders winning this one but the raiders uh can't hold back especially with derrick henry 
because Derrick Henry, if he's if he starts to catch fire, it could be a rough evening or afternoon for the Raiders. Then I got the Chiefs obviously beating the Colts. The Colts are just a terrible team. There's no nice. There's not. It, that's the way it looks so far. They haven't done anything to prove to me that they're they look like a good team. They just don't look like nowhere like the team they were last year. And I saw a post um, earlier today and said I think the Colts are missing Wentz, or it hurts to you know it hurts to miss Wentz or something like that. But they don't look like the same team. I got the Bills beating the Dolphins, and that's a tough one for me, especially in Miami because the Dolphins have played really well so far. But I think it's going to be a really good matchup, but I got the Bills winning. I got the Lions beating the Vikings. They have really impressed me the last two weeks. And, yes, if the Lions can go in Minnesota and beat the Vikings, that's going to be very impressive. But I think this is a big step for Dan Campbell and the squad. I got the Lions winning. Don't do me wrong, guys. Don't do me wrong. Uh, I have the Ravens beating the Patriots. Just not 100% on the Patriots. And I, I just love, you know, I just feel like Lamar Jackson is just going to be ready to roll this week. So I got the Ravens in that one. The Bengals finally get their first win of the season. Maybe I'm selling the Jets short and they're going to have the Bengals at 0-3. But I just feel like Joe Burrow and the crew has eventually got to get things going. Now, we got to remember, the Jets beat the Bengals last year. <laughs> they beat the Bengals last year. So if they beat them again, should we be surprised? Probably not. Probably not. Then we got the Eagles and the Commanders. I will be at that game um, with uh, Bowie TV and um, my man Lamont Thomas uh, here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network will be covering for the network. So that's going to be a great deal. Can't wait to see um, my man Lamont back uh, in the Commanders media room. So, But I have the Eagles in this one. The Eagles have looked phenomenal. So I got the Eagles. Saints and Panthers, that's the Saints for me. I just – the Panthers – I don't know what they are yet, but I, if the Panthers win this one, I would not be shocked because it's just Winston sometimes, you know, it's just sometimes it looks like it's clicking. Sometimes it doesn't, but I'm still picking the Saints. Here's probably my upset of the week. I got the Jaguars beating the Chargers. Now I'm also doing this because I, you know, I really don't know what if Herbert's going to be a hundred percent on Sunday, but I like what I've seen from the Jaguars. So I got Jaguars over the Chargers. Then in the next one, we've got the Rams and the Cardinals. I got the Cardinals getting the victory over the Rams. I think they're going to probably catch a little momentum here and see how things go. I got the Falcons beating the Seahawks, even in Seattle. I think Falcons get their first victory. I got the Buccaneers beating the Packers. And, you know, as much as that, that hurts me, but I, I know a little bit better. This is the Bucks home opener. I cannot see them losing to the Packers at home. Then I got the 49ers beating the Broncos. Jimmy G is is rolling and, you know, maybe the Broncos get it together, but I just don't see it happening. And then last but not least, this is this is probably going to be another surprise. But on Monday night, I've got the Giants beating the Cowboys in MetLife and the Giants, ladies and gentlemen, will be three and oh, that's right. I said it. The Giants will be three and oh. And maybe be the leader in that division. I, I really don't know, man. It, it could get crazy. But nevertheless, that is it, everybody, for episode 72 of one-on-one here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. And before I get out of here, I want to make sure I show love to all of the shows on the network. First, I got to give love to Commonwealth Sports, talking to my man Joe Dillard, in or out with Drew Willingham and the crew. He brings on a couple guests here, you know, from 
<clears throat> excuse me, brings on a couple of guests throughout the sports world. And, you know, my man Joe Dilla does great things at Commonwealth Sports Talk, bringing some of the best Virginia athletes in the game. Our girl Becca Cottingham doing her thing, bringing you NASCAR coverage every weekend. And we're in the middle of the playoffs, so make sure you check out Monster Minutes. The three-point golf show, my man Victor Herrera bringing you everything golf. Make sure you go back on and check him out on our YouTube page and all the great things he's got going on in the three-point golf show. Myself and Jeremiah Quimby will return soon. We're probably going to be uh, probably back uh, near November because Jay is coaching uh, coaching field hockey right now. He's coaching my girls in field hockey, so hopefully we'll have that back to you uh, real, real soon. Ram Talk with Rob Johnson is going to be coming soon. Also, Rob has the int- intense sports show. Make sure you check out all of that. And then, of course, Legacy on Fire, which will be back in a couple of weeks. All right, everybody, that is it here for one-on-one. I'm your man, Darrell Owens. Like I said last week, and I'm going to say every week, go out there and enjoy some football at some point. You know, high school football, college football, NFL, whatever. Just go enjoy some football while you got it. I'm I'm rocking my Ameliorator Pride. They got a game uh, tomorrow night against Southampton here in Virginia. So go Raider, Raider Pride 365. I'm your man, Darrell Owens. This has been episode... 72 here on one-on-one and the nfl power rankings for week week three we will see you all next week for uh episode 73 and some more power rankings i'm your man darrell lawrence until next time peace legacy maker the all sports network one 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 Welcome to the one-on-one, one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the